This is Josh. This is Phil. And welcome to another inaugural spin-off episode of the original podcast of Nowhere California. Exactly. Um, you guys kind of brought this upon yourselves because in December we did that reissue episode of episode one. Yeah, and uh, it got so many hits. We got so many hits on it and we decided to bump up our episode counts this year. So now you're going to get a bi-monthly hit of nostalgia with us with what we're dubbing Nowhere Reissues. Exactly. We, I mean, hey, if uh, if Lucas can do it, so can we. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get us pissed because we won't care. Exactly. <laughs> of course, there's no, there's nothing digitally enhanced about this. These are the same crappy episodes. Just the volume might be a little bit better. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah, the volume will be a little kicked up a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, we've learned along our way. Yeah, we have. And Greedo still shoots first. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so this episode you're about to hear is which one, Bill? Uh, I believe it's episode two, where we uh, talk about uh, crappy celebrity tippers yes. and uh, our movie, uh, the difference, the defined difference between a uh, among remake, reimagining, and reboot. Yeah, and just our general complaints, grievances, ideas, mm-hmm. and thoughts around yep. the sequels. Yep, we were so young a year ago. Yes. So, <laughs> and as a bonus treat for this episode. It's the first incarnation of Drunk Texting with Josh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's where it begins. This is Phil. And this is Josh. And welcome back to Nowhere, California. As of right now, on our home at Potomatic.com, we're at over 100 listens. I cannot begin to tell you how unbelievable I find that. Yeah, our goal was five, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, five or maybe two at least. (laughs) Two at least, five at the most. But the fact that we had over 20, uh, well, I I dropped a load. (laughs) We got to 50 and now we're over 100, so honestly, thank you. uh, I'm, I'm without words. I am without words, yes. Thank you so much. And of course, if you guys happen to have any words, feel free to throw it at us at our email account, which is nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com. And now on Twitter, mm-hmm. our handle is at nowhere underscore podcast. And yep. with that, we did get some hits, some random hits from people, and we want to give them our verbal love, I guess. Which yeah, is yeah. Let's, let's give a little shout out to our, our homies. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll start out with Amanda Wilson. She gave me some great feedback, and oh yeah, that was awesome. We're on Manta, Kim Manta, Douglas Holmes, guy works with, and you met up with him the other day. Yeah, yeah, sweet guy. Doug Porter, which in the near future, when we finally jump that shark and get a guest on here, yep, we've got to be the first guest. We will have our first guest. That is sweet. <laughs> and the next person on our list is going to be, oddly enough, our second guest, <laughs> Matt White. Yeah, someone me and Bill have known fucking forever. Yep, and we gave a little shout out to him in the very beginning, yeah. uh, in episode one. And then, of course, the last name to give a little love to will be Michael Hall. Yep. Which he was the first person to give us any kind of feedback, any kind of use on it, and we appreciate it from everybody. Like I said, hit us up on our email, hit us up on our Twitter, and by the time this gets posted, we will have a Facebook. Yes, we, we love feedback, and we appreciate everything you have to say. And hopefully this time around, it won't take a month for me to post it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if I would have realized how easy it was to get this editing done and whatnot, it would have been a lot quicker. You know, the only way to find out is to do. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, alcohol, alcohol has that way of 
sidetracking stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you know, speaking of alcohol, uh, you uh, you went to Vegas this weekend, right? Yeah, just the other day. It was really the weekend, just a quick uh, nighter, Thursday, Friday. Uh, just, just just a quick thing. Yeah, just a nighter. Uh, just just uh, shits and giggles, Vegas, right? Is there, is there no other? Uh, all right, all right, all right. That's fine, that's fine. If it's Vegas, I understand. Yeah. Well, you know. What, what, you know, what are you getting to here? You know the term, what happens in Vegas, you know, stays in Vegas? Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen when you text someone. Um, were you aware that you were texting me uh, during the weekend? I texted you. Yeah. That was my grammar. Well, were you able to read? Barely legible, I guess I would call it. Okay. Okay, close to legible. Okay, okay. legible enough. But uh, I, I have a feeling this is leading to a new segment that might pop up every so often. <laughs> it, 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 it is, and I'm going to stick with this. But you uh, you texted me from like uh, uh, midnight to six. Oh. Yeah. You see, I had to. Uh, uh, I got to a point where I had to put my phone on vibrate, and all night I had to listen to this. I know it'd make great material for our episode too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That'll probably be a topic for next one. But I want to bring, I got to bring this up while I've got it on my phone. Okay. Can you tell me what this text means? Sure. This one it says, um, "Oh my God, the green fairy is so beautiful. Oh God, she is so beautiful." They had this little midget running around the hotel. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, okay. It, 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 that that story could have made it sound better. Um, the, right. the, the truth of the matter is, okay. I've always wanted to try absinthe for the longest time. Oh my lord! Yeah, and anybody that doesn't know what absinthe is, it's a really really messed up alcohol. Yeah. That and some people causes hallucinations. If you've seen <laughs> Euro Trip, mm-hmm. From Hell, Get Him the Greek, Van Helsing, Van Helsing, <laughs> yeah. um, and I've always wanted to try it. And and here's something. Yeah. It's not green. It's not the the green fairy. It's yeah, not green. It's white. <laughs> well, at least the stuff I had. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, clearly you tried it because it's all right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at my Facebook, there's a couple pictures there too, which will be on the, our Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, you were you were just uh, uh, I, I think you had fun during this weekend. As I can remember. Well, I'm glad. How much do you remember? <laughs> I actually remember quite a, quite a good amount of stuff. That's the weird thing. I when I'm drunk, yeah, I can remember pretty decent amount of things, and I can text pretty well. Really? Yeah. Did you go by yourself or? No, I went with my uh, friend Jason. We just like oh, Jason. Yeah. yeah, like I said, we just went. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go drinking with you or like? Oh, uh, he he was meeting up with some people, so I was like, screw it, I'm gonna go have some absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. by the end of the night. I, my friend is an avid drinker. Yeah? I'm not going to call him an alcoholic. No, but he's an avid he's drinker. He's an avid drinker. He's my uh, Yoda, basically. Okay, right. And by the end of the night, he was looking at me going, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, you hit an all-time low when the avid drinker's going, dude, you've had too much. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, though, there's no other person in the world that I would want next to me. Oh, yeah. Than him. Jason's always got your back. Oh, yeah. He'll pull your head out of a toilet. <laughs> no, not this time around. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I know. I was in my room. I was no, no, in my that's room. A, that's another picture here. See? <laughs> wow. I got a good angle on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, what Jason will do, will he'll take a picture and then send it to your friends first. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> yeah, but one thing. 
it was a positive note throughout the entire trip. Every bartender freaking loved me because I ended up, I, I was a very nice tipper. Really? Yeah, I went with about 250 bucks, and without gambling, not eating a lot, as you could tell by those taxes. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm right with that shit, man. And, and, and as far as I remember, no hookers. As far as you remember. As far as I remember. Okay, okay. Um, I, I came home with 50 bucks. <laughs> Next time you go down there, get some hookers and text me those pics, man. I need blackmail photos. <laughs> like you don't have them already. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, I was, from what it sounds like, I was tipping left and right. Oh, my gosh. But um, mm -hmm. the weird thing was a couple days after I got back from Vegas, I went online, and mm -hmm. I, I even gave you the link to this article that talked about oh, celebrity yeah. tippers. Yeah, and the worst well, celebrity tippers. I, 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 yeah, I emphasized worst. Yeah. So you took a look at it. We both took a look at it, and here's some of our favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, starting off, here's a good one. This should come as no surprise. Barbara Streisand. This should come as no surprise. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, wow. I yeah. think we just stepped into the gay uh, listeners pool. <laughs> we have gay listeners? Yeah, we do. More on you. Yes, yes. Good on you. Yes, good on you. And I hope you can get married whenever. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a supporter. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about Barbara Streisand and her lack of uh, pain. Uh, yeah, yeah. She apparently, you know, she just, uh, uh, when she does it, it's $10 for a bill over 450 you know, Nice. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Prince of Tides money is really rolling in. Yeah, <laughs> even my dad would say that she's a total bitch. Even my dad, yeah. the sweetest. Yeah, he, uh... Your, your dad worked for a while. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He, uh, he actually, uh, like, was... Uh, in, you know, my dad's an electrician. He was uh, doing some electrical work in her building, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> like I said, this is just 20 years ago. And my dad does not speak bad about anybody. But he, his flat-out said, Total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, so coming from my for, father, yeah. I guess for uh, Brolin, uh, James Brolin, or James Brolin must yeah. have some mega brass balls to be on with that. Yeah, on her mantle. Right. Ping. <laughs> 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 so. And who's the next on our hit list? Uh, Toby McGuire, Spider-Man himself. Ooh, Mr. Spider-Man. Yes. I can't tip you because I've got spider senses. Yeah, I've heard also, too, he's kind of a... Uh, I, I, what would be the best term for it? Uh, he likes to start shit. Uh, uh, weasel dickhead prick face? I mean, you know. Yeah, now we're going live. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Pick your terms. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that like to start shit. Yeah, well, uh, he, just, he likes to roll with a certain group of people and just start fights. Really? Yeah, the best story I've heard, I can't give it justice. So, I, honestly, you're going to have to go to another podcast. Okay. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he, uh, and he got into a scuffle I with am just Jason Hughes. to see this, because I can't take him seriously. I mean, just, you know, he's kind of got that high-octane, like, voice. Yeah. So I go, it's like, I'm going to throw down, you asshole. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Seabiscuit. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Next. It's kind of an odd one, because he's such a nice dude, yeah. you, you think. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Mr. J-E-L-L-O. -L -L oh. Mr. J-E-L-L-O can't open up his W-A-L-L-E-T. <laughs> what did they do, burn his pudding? Yeah, well, I don't know what they did, but he left a $3 tip on a $350 order. Dude! I, I've never heard him, uh, I've never seen him curse, but he may as well have just said, but, fuck you! Exactly. <laughs> 
And the next one is also kind of an interesting one also. What's that one? Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. I like Bobby Brown. He, uh, the last good thing he did was on the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Yeah. He did have a cameo, too. Yeah, you know, oh, that's right. You guys want, you guys want to got another one of those proton packs? My kid brother really wants one. <laughs> Sorry, that's a terrible impression, but that's what I remember. You're going to get terrible impressions no matter what on I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like Bobby Brown. Yeah, well, so what's the story? From this statement, he's rude to the wait staff and lets his kids run amok. Oh my god. And he left a $10 tip for a $250 restaurant tab. That last part is kind of a. Uh, I mean, that's kind of thing, but you know what? Letting your kids run around, that's just wrong. I, yeah. I work in retail, and <laughs> there's kids running around all over the place where you're just hoping, please fall, please fall. Cutest kids on earth, too. And just the fact their parents. Don't want to give the two cents of common courtesy to wrangle their kid. <laughs> now, now I'm picturing you, you know, like watching these little kids just go, "Come on, please fall, please fall." One falls, and then they go, <laughs> and you're just turning around, going, "Oh, the poor thing." The and funny story was, what's that? There was a kid in the sporting goods department of my store. He was cocked back with a freaking football in his hand, about ready to throw it, and I'm yeah. like. Could you please not throw that slur? <laughs> In that tone. Oh, my God. The kid went white. <laughs> well, why would we, we go white, man? That is a lower register. Oh, there. yeah, I, I knew how to do that one. That's a good one. You know, I always get, I, I get the weird, I, I get the obvious ones. Sean Penn. Mr. Stick in the Ass. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, who does he not hate? Uh, he, he's done really good work with charities and stuff, but you can also tell he's just... Uh, he is, and according to this report, you know, he had three other uh, people with him, um, and he had uh, three New, or New Orleans uh, waiters waiting on them, hand and foot, and uh, the tip he left on a $450 tab was absolutely nothing. Wow. So, <laughs> Spicoli is a dick. Uh, yeah, just a little... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, here's a fun one for you, Josh. Kirsten Dunst. She's hot. Yeah, and the thing is, now, they say that she under-tips, but... Um, I can't get past this one statement. It says, according to the server, she's whining and smells bad. What? Yes. I shit you not, that's exactly what it says. We I'm just Sorry. We stepped into junior high school territory here. That's Tristan Dunst, man. Tristan Dunst, yeah. Well, what kind of food was being served at this place? Uh, <laughs> they don't specify, but yeah. it's going yeah, to be food in the building. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, I just picture this... You know, a woman going, you're ugly and you smell funny. I mean, it was probably a woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was not a sexist comment. Please, no hate mail. No, 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 please. And if you do, uh, direct it all to him. Thank you for that one. I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, now, here's, here's another fun one Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, now, um, he's a, he's a notorious for being a bad tipper. I mean, Mr. Holloway. But yeah. yeah, Mr. Holland's <laughs> And he says he's a whiny client. And I'm like, whiny? Wait, what? Whiny? Whiny? That's, that's Richard Dreyfus. That's his, Isn't that's that his voice? That's his actual voice. I mean, everything uh, from what he's done, from Stakeout to Jaws, it's always been, ah! I mean, yeah. he, he probably was loving the food, but they're like, wow, he's being really whiny. Yeah, what a whiny jerk. And I'm like, you, you, you don't get it. <laughs> okay, you've got to read this one. Britney Spears. Oh, Britney Spears. She mm -hmm. must be a freaking. Yeah, money exactly. But look, look at the, look at what she, what she did there. Yeah, they so give the usual explanation that she left a twenty-six dollar tip on a five hundred dollar tab, which yeah, I, that's everywhere in this article. Yeah, that's forgivable. But the, this one is kind of an interesting piece. Mm -hmm. She tipped the valet by dropping change on the ground and telling him, "There's your tip." <laughs> 
I guess if she was getting ready for one of her famous uh, crotch uh, paparazzi shots, yeah. that was more than typical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, here, take a deal. Look up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're a hot skip and jump and saying, suck my tail and call me dirty. <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Oh, that was my bad. That's uh, my word fetishes, people. I apologize. And that's news to me. <laughs> the next one up, Mr. Moneybags himself. Well, not really Moneybags right now since uh, he's probably getting taken to the cleaners by his ex. Are we talking, Tiger? Yes, Mr. Woods. Okay. But not the one that likes to fight in the rough. <laughs> and, and the whole thing they claim on here is that he doesn't like to carry money. He always claims, I don't have anything on me. Knowing his net worth is over $500 million. Uh-huh. Which is kind of funny because of all the video games, all of everything. And also, too, his ex-wife taking the players. He should just change his name to Corporate Sellout because that's exactly what he did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I once heard that he was with a woman in Vegas. Right. And he made her pay for basically everything and even the tips. What? Yeah. So he's got all this money. Yeah. And he made. <laughs> Am I hearing this right? Yeah. He yeah. made her pay for the meal. And think about it too. More than likely, it wasn't his wife. Right. So technically, he's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Gigolo. <laughs> okay. And oh, right. to wrap up our list, Mariah Carey. Oh my God. Married to Mr. Mariah Carey Nick Cannon. Yes, and what does it say that she did here? She says, ah, once had her people call ahead to a restaurant to let them know she was arriving with a very large party. The restaurant stayed open late, and uh, Mariah's Carey's uh, party, they acted very diva-ish. They were saying, hey, get this, get that. And despite, you know, keeping the staffers jumping about, no one left a tip. Wow. I wonder if she drove. they drove themselves there, or they got... Yeah, yeah, I wonder. It's kind of like yeah. it's like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm done too, and let's go get shit faced. Yeah, because honestly, if I was at that restaurant and they were pulling all that crap, I'd probably be in the back washing dishes because I'd probably really despise my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd head out to their car and pee in their gas tank. <laughs> they won't be getting too far with that. Yeah, that is so true. God, Mariah Carey. Now, wasn't she the first woman to get or first celebrity to? suffer from celebrity exhaustion? Well, the first modern-day one, probably. Right, 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 right. I, yeah. mean, I mean, they actually have a name for it now. I call it batshit crazy. <laughs> batshit crazy works, too. I've, yeah. I've ran into too many of those. Oh, my God. Yeah, you should you should see this. Apparently, there's this War and Peace um, book about Katy Perry and the list that her uh, limo driver has to follow. Oh, yeah, uh, her, her writer, her writer. Yeah, thank you, her writer. Yeah. Something about... Yeah, no eye contact with yeah. that shit. Artists are weird. Next thing you know, they'll be remaking Glitter. God, they may remake everything. No shit. Not to mention, I mean, do you even know what the fuck to call them? Because there, there's remakes, there's reboots, there's reimagining, there's yeah. re blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. I think I got it narrowed down to three terms, and you know what? I actually looked them up on Wikipedia. We did research? Uh, I did. Well, I had to know. I had no fucking clue, because I can't tell... A reboot and remake to a hole in the ass. I don't know. So I, I hope you I, never know what a hole in the ass is. Yeah. I hope nobody does. Anybody yeah, listening? Uh, yeah, my my apologies. My there. my prayers to you that you never know what a hole in the ass is. Hole in the ass. Yeah. So. <laughs> Boy, damn reboot, yeah, so here we have them. We have. <clears throat> 
uh, leading Eric down to reboot, remake, and reimagining. Now, I got these from Wikipedia. <clears throat> now, reboot in media means to discard much or even all previous continuity in the series or franchise to start anew with fresh ideas. Piss off the fans. Yes. You know, yeah, they're basically they're pissing on the whole idea. Oh, get this. A reboot to the ass. Exactly. Effectively, all established fictive history, <laughs> fictive history, is declared by the writers to be null and void, or at the very least, irrelevant to the new storyline so the franchise of the series can start fresh. In a sense, it's a way to breathe new life into a franchise uh, to introduce it to a new generation of fans. Piss on it! So, well, there, there, there have been some reboots lately that have really helped the franchise, such as the Halloween franchise with Rob Zombie's right. in it. No matter what anybody says about those movies, and yeah. Rob Zombie as a director, dude knows how to make horror. He does. Uh, he does. I have respect for Rob Zombie. And I enjoyed the first Halloween, but I've got to admit, what the hell was with H2? I, um, you got to look at his other movies as this. He kind of, the first movie he does gets you in there. Right. Second movie, you're in there and you're going, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and the most, to me, the most best way possible because you're in there, you know the characters, you know what's going on and everything. Right. But he just flips the script on you and goes, enjoy. He did. He did. I mean, we, we didn't have Michael in his normal garb. It was, uh, it was a totally different beast. And he did, uh, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, I, 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 ran, I ran with the original source material in, in the first one. Uh, now that I'm doing the sequel, uh, I'm going my own direction with it. Exactly. And I do respect that, but I followed Halloween for the longest time, and I'm so used to that uh, indestructible beast, even yeah. though I did enjoy um, his interpretation. Yeah, another reboot that um, is kind of made, made its waves lately was... Mm -hmm. The Batman series. Yeah, Batman Begins. Batman that is Begins, and of course, Dark Knight. Uh-huh. Dark Knight is top of most comic book movie watchers' list. Exactly. You and know, that, and that is, by every definition, a reboot, because yeah. it's breathing new life into the franchise. And I will admit, Batman uh, Batman Begins has saved it. Oh, yeah. I still prefer the Tim Burton era. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know... Uh, you know, uh, Chris Nolan's just doing this uh, one last one. Yeah, uh, it's uh, going to yeah. be his last one, but you know there's going to be more. I was wondering, are they going to kill off Batman since they've got Bane in there, or what's the deal? The rumor I've heard is he's going to get his back broken. Oh, from okay. The vibe I get from the trailer, I think Gordon's going to get his back broken. Oh, okay, so they're just taking the take of the comic books and just kind of taking it. Nolan's taking it into, into his hand. No, well, that's, that's, you know, that's creative. Yeah, another reboot that kind of got the short end of the straw was Terminator Salvation. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Would that be considered a reboot? Or just it, it was considered a reboot. Oh, yeah. It took, it took from the old series and, like I said, breathed new life right. into it. And Mick G, Christian Bale, and everybody in that movie did such a damn good job. Yeah. And now I'm hearing... It's going to be in somebody else's hands. Um, yeah, the director of Fast Five. Yeah, and Arnold's, Arnold's back, and James Cameron's back, and more than likely stupid catchphrases and stuff are going to be back. I would be lying if I'd say I wasn't curious to see what it was going to be. I mean, I know it'll probably be a horrendous piece of shit to the uh, art that is Terminator 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, it'd be really nice to just see the Gominator back in action again. <laughs> yeah, with his pants on. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> he used to be, you know, with all those different co-stars, those sexy co-stars. And I got a good look at that maid. I'm like, dude, Arnold. Yeah, no, no. You used to do Red Sonia. Now you're doing... Well, have you seen Red Sonia lately? <laughs> oh, good. Well, back to the subject. Oh, okay, so, then, uh, yeah, the examples of those, uh, ones that Josh was talking about, the new Spider-Man film is a remake, Man of Steel. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, sorry, is a reboot. And here is remake. Remake definition is, is generally used in reference to a movie that uses an earlier movie as the main source material, i.e. Italian Job, The Thomas Crown Affair, Ocean's Eleven, and Psycho. 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 If I recall right, Psycho is the very definition of remake. When they did that movie, it was remade frame by frame by frame. I want to call shenanigans on that, though. Oh, really? There's two points in that movie I would almost guarantee Alfred Hitchcock never put in his Are we talking about the monkey spank? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And also one that will probably make you go back and watch it again. Which one? Anne Heche's butthole. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you didn't show that much. You know what I did? Uh, No, but the part, I I had trouble getting past the... Yeah, him peeking through the hole and jerking off. Hugging one out. It's like, (laughs) I remember vividly watching that scene going, I don't think Albert Hitchcock would ever have that in his movie. Because it was this movie was such touted as scene by scene remake. I'm like, ooh, cool. I've never seen the original all the way through. Uh, oh, wait, that is not in the original. Anthony Perkins did you jerk off? Yeah, at least on screen. <laughs> exactly. But what he does is on his downtime is that this is on him. Yeah, this is on him. I'm glad you and I were on the same page on that. Yeah. Okay, now here is the final one. This one's the most recent, right? Yeah. Reimagining. Don't you just. Imagine. Imagine a better movie. Imagine. Okay. Reimagining. In recent years, the term reimagine has become popular in reference to remakes that do not follow closely to the original. Point but the term is used by the creators and marketing of the film to inform the audience that the new product is not shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the same as the old one. And I'm like, well, duh. Basically, they had a script. The script sucked, and they're like, wait a second, we could tie this on to Austin Powers. Yeah, but the thing that gives it, I guess, its own definition, the one thing that really gives it a definition, I guess, is reimaginings often contain tongue-in-cheek references to the original. It's kind of like, you get it, audience? You get it? Yeah, hey, inside joke. Yeah, <laughs> this was a movie, movie. That you've seen billions of times. Yeah, uh, a good example of this would be in the 1978 remake of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers where Kevin McCarthy appears in the film as his character from the original. He actually appears going, you're next, you're next, and they're all grabbing him and stuff Uh, like that. That's a stretch. Yeah, (laughs) it can almost be seen as a sequel, but they didn't have the term reimagining back in 1978, but yet that's exactly what it fucking is. Well, because back in 1978, they um, had original ideas. Yeah, that's right. So it could have been a sequel. Yeah, fucking reimagine this. I'm holding up a middle finger, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you so, don't have to do that yeah, yeah, on an audio podcast. Yeah, yeah, so as I say, I'm flipping it off. So, uh, a more recent one of those, and as, a, as an example that I could think of, is the robotic owl from Clash of the Titans made an appearance in the remake. They said, hey, what's that? Oh, it's just a piece of junk, leave it. <laughs> but it was, you know, but also, too, with that, that remake reimagining. Whatever the hell Clash of Titans was, that was a weird watch. It was! It was! Hades wasn't even in the original cut. Yeah, it was 
like mm. basically the original was boring as hell too. Uh, yeah, no matter how you slice it, especially um, with those new 3D effects. That was done post production. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Great it, idea. And it's so, sadly, you can tell. I mean, I'm just looking at it, and I enjoy the claymation of the original. And I'm watching, you know, the Medusa scene. I'm like, why am I not enjoying this? The same thing happened with me when I watched uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, my Lord! They have Gort and everything. They don't even have Klaatu, Murata, Nikto. Yeah. We, we don't have one of the famous... We're not going to throw that in there? Yeah, and of course we get Keanu Reeves. Whoa! I'm an alien. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, well, you think Keanu Reeves, it's always a... <laughs> Whoa. 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 I'm an alien. Uh, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but at least soon... He's getting his head out of his ass, and we may be getting another Bill and Ted. I heard that, and I am uh, really, really stoked. Yes, I am. I, I mean, I shouldn't be. Dude, strange things are amiss at the Circle K. One of my favorite lines to this day. Oh, yes. just, Oh, God, yeah. But okay. The one thing I'm really worried about, though, is how can you have Bill and Ted without Rufus? Well, Rufus, unfortunately, is gone. I know. I dude, I cried for three I, days. <laughs> I know Carlin didn't believe in God and everything, but whatever happens after Joe Pesci, blossom. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I know he's probably up there golfing with God, going, you know, I don't believe in me either. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I did have an idea when I first heard about the Bill and Ted uh, Part Three coming. Yeah, the best way I could think of doing it is bringing somebody in. As Rufus's apprentice or something. Yeah. And then he, the apprentice, checks back with Rufus every so often, like these guys are morons. Yeah, exactly. Just referencing it, you know. You know, it's it's a shame that he could not have done any kind of dialogue there. Oh, well, with today's technology and everything, honestly, they could do it. They did bring Martin uh, Martin Landau Landau yeah. back for Superman Returns. Oh no, was, no, no, not Martin Landau. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Marlon Brando. Brando. Brando, yeah. thank you. I, as sorry. far as I know, Marlon Brando is still alive. <laughs> My apologies, Mr. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, hell, that yeah, one episode of Brando. South Park where they used uh, Isaac Hayes' dialogue for Chef's uh, yeah. demise. Yeah, that was... But yeah, I think they could do it. If they really think it out well enough, I'll still go see it and everything, but of if course. they don't have something towards Carlin, even a special thanks at the end, I'll kind of say fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I, I at least dedicate the film to him yeah. because you know what? He was a big part of what made it. Fucking that. Rufus. He was Rufus. That was the first thing I ever saw George Carlin in. I was fucked. Oh, Carlin's yeah. the man. Exactly. But someday we'll be in charge of Hollywood. Oh god, and that place will burn. Exactly. But and, until then. Yeah, and I. I will decide what gets remade and what does not. Damn right. What is going to be left alone and what I'd really like to see. Preach it, my brother. Exactly. And you want to know what I would really love to see redone? Um, I got a Stephen King here for you. Rose Red. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Now, this film is not that old, but it was made for television. Now, that's not to say things that are made for TV can't be terrifying. But I have some gripes about this one. Have you ever seen Survivor? <laughs> you know what? That is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Oh, no, wait. Strike that. Have you ever seen So You Think You Can Dance? Okay, you know what? Uh, I told you. Terrifying. Yeah. I know it can be terrifying. I've seen it. But I ask myself, what is scarier than a haunted house? Well, other than Dancing with the Stars. Um, a haunted house movies rock, so how the hell do you fuck this up? 
the original fame, you know, film came out in 2002, and it was broken into three parts, each of them an hour long. Now, I'm sure this was just a way to stretch out the story and note the airtime for all it was worth, but by the time you get to the climax, it's a letdown, because the ghosts turn into these tentacle-raping monsters that you see. So oh, God, I remember that. Crap. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you have a good cast like Julian Sands, but still, you don't utilize them. And the thing is, the in a haunted house movie, you're supposed to screw with people's heads psychologically, and they fail. They fail at doing yeah. that. And I've read the novel, and it is, I mean, nothing um, uh, in the novel is in that film. It's kind of like they just had uh, Stephen King walk on for his direct thing. They're like, you know, we're totally fucking it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would really love for them to redo it, you know, turn it into just an hour and 45 long motion picture oh, yeah. on the big screen and play with us psychologically. Would you allow them to do 3D? Uh, that 3D may be a, is everything. I know, I know, but that may be a gripe for maybe yet another thing because, you know what, I'm glad that the nostalgic person in me... Um, really enjoys the fact that 3D has made a comeback. I mean, oh yeah, there's a Friday the 13th, 3D, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I missed the old gimmick where they did this. Now everything is, oh, we do everything with a 3D camera, and we throw digital shit at you. Isn't that scary? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the inevitability. I personally would get rid of the 3D gimmick because, well, I've got double vision. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Uh, that'd be I, I don't yeah. take anything from 3D. All I get from 3D is nosebleeds. But what uh, would you, that would be a downer. But my <laughs> guess for my, my, my question for you, my friend, is what would you do? I mean, would you let them go 3D? Or? No. No? I have a long season personal hatred towards 3D. Oh, thank God. I thought it was the only one. Wow, man. There's just the idea that they even want to put 3D into home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't walk through, like I said, I get a headache walking by the Best Buy and they have those 3D sets, and have you seen those big honking glasses they yeah. have on there? And also to jump back to, like, when Avatar was the big thing. Oh, my Lord. And um, Cameron said, oh, every movie should be 3D. There's something about Schindler's List. I don't want to see him 3D. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think James Cameron would say, you will believe you will get tired of blue. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what, uh, you, you got to have some remakes on you. Uh, yes, why, why don't you pop one my way? What, one one that I always thought would be awesome. It's it's an awesome movie already. It's a perfectly done movie. Right. But for a modern take on it would be stellar. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, my God. You're right. That yeah, would be one of my top remakes. Mm -hmm. And I always thought the perfect person to play Jack Nicholson's role in it would be Gary Sinise. He can still totally pull that off. Yeah, he played it on Broadway, mm -hmm. and it'd just be perfect. And you just get the right amount of young actors in there and get exactly. the right amount of old actors. You yeah. can throw Danny DeVito's ass back in there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and you get such a perfect movie. There's no way that it's, uh, like I said, none of these could, you know, undo the original. Oh, yeah. You know, but Gary Sinise could so totally pull that off. And it was adapted first stage and for him for them to do a whole uh, new screenplay to incorporate him into a film uh, yeah. I'd have to agree that would and be pretty stupendous with the role that it is today with all, everybody with their prescription drug abuse and all that weird crap mm -hmm. everybody's either stressed depressed happy beyond belief and everything going back to the psychological ward and getting another nurse ratchet role in there <laughs> 
Um, I mean, the movie itself is timeless, but you know what? It's even more relevant today than I think than it was when it originally came out. Exactly. And uh, it, it actually calls for maybe another one. It's not to replace what already exists, yeah. but just to say, hey, people, this is good. It, it would take away from the three R's, reboot, reimagining, remake, and right. actually go with the proper term, honoring. Honoring, yes, thank you. That 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 is the number one purpose, and that's why we uh, I came up with my list here. What, what do you got next? What I got is another Stephen King. A lot of these are horror movies because I, you know, kind of looked down my DVD list. I'm like, what would I like to see redone? Yeah, so that's I looked, what they do it. So it's exactly. So I picked out Stephen King's It. Okay. Still mm -hmm. scares most people oh, in their oh, 30s. It's, dude, I, I think it's still terrifying today. And much like Rose Red, this movie was also made for TV, the original one. And when I was a kid, I found the story very frightening, and I still do today. Uh, I enjoyed what the creators were able to accomplish with the language of subtlety. You know, I mean, how can you go wrong when you have Tim Curry playing your antagonist? Tim Curry's just creepy on his own. Oh, he is! I'm just a sweet trans oh, guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know that's a totally different film, but you know what? Still, scary as fuck. He was absolutely brilliant, and he was horrifying. Oh, yeah. We scary. all float down here. Yeah, we all float, Georgie. <laughs> we all float. And nobody is going to take that away. God, what is the name? There's that one song. I, I, I forget who sings it, but... They, the song, will all float on, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. always reminds me of it. Exactly. Just you think of like, oh, my God. <laughs> you think that band would be standing behind Tim Curry just singing along? Yeah. Their head's decapitated or something. Yeah, exactly. And there he is just doing that little twisting thing. <laughs> Do you know Prince Albert in a camp? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And a lot of what made the movie scary, right, was the fact that it was so subtle. And it, it kind of let the audience use their own imaginations until the creature appeared as a giant spider at the end. Yeah. And when I, I remember that, too. When I saw it when I was a kid, the entire movie creeped me out. Yeah. Until then. Yeah, I know. It, it had it, me sold. And then this is its true form. A giant spider? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the final Friday the 13th. Right. When right. The demon that was Jason escaped bodies and was just... Yeah, and then he jumped looking. into the snatch of his sister or something yeah, like that. Like, what? what? I remember watching that as a little kid. I watched really screwed up movies when I was a kid. Oh, that... <laughs> and I was like, huh? And my parents let the TV do babysitting. Uh, you know... We are a TV generation. Exactly. Violent TV. But, you know, I look at that demon from uh, Friday, the, the last Friday the 13th. Jason Goes to Hell, right? Yeah. Um, I look at that and I'm like... Uh, they are aware that this was a boy that drowned. I mean, yeah. and supposedly Sean S. Cunningham, he directed this. I mean, he had to look at the script and says, "Yeah, I approve of this." And I'm like, "But it's totally different than the original." Oh, okay. All they're thinking yeah. at that point is ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Ka hey, Freddy's dead. Did one? Let's kill Jason. And then Freddy did a cameo. Uh, I, you know, he couldn't. He couldn't do it without Freddy. Exactly. <laughs> now, however much I enjoyed the original. Uh, you know, I wouldn't really mind seeing it, um, you know, in a new light. You know, especially with the movie, you know, makes it to theaters with a hard R rating. You know, you can really play with the fact that the creature can take on any form that it wants and just go a little further with the tech that they have today. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, you also have the 3D gimmick you could probably use. But even if the film did uh, get rehashed, nothing will replace how good the original was. 
uh, but I think it would just be fun to see again because okay. I because I loved it so much. But also too, you can't go wrong with a scary ass clown. No, no, and there are people that are just you know there were people that were afraid of clowns before the movie. And this just solidified it. And also, too, with the whole new generation, there's a whole new generation of kids and people not afraid of clowns. Yes! Let's scare the fuck out of all of them. Exactly. And I, I'm not sure who Let's I put the circuses out of business. <laughs> it's what you need to do, man. I mean, that's how you sell these things. Yeah. And nothing is scarier than a demonic clown. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is just, it's one of my uh, favorite movies, and it, it, it doesn't have a general, a general, uh, big screen release. Oh, yeah. And I think it deserves one. Oh. I mean, I love Tim Curry. I adore Tim Curry, but I uh, I would really love to see this thing really get what it deserves, which is a, a hard R rating and just, you know, just up, up the ante. Just dump the ante. Yeah. You, know? oh, yeah. you got another one for me? Yeah, and it's another one. It's kind of an odd one. You got okay. your things rolling with horror. Mine yeah, are yeah. kind of scattered. To be no, dude, honest. You know what? That's fine. We need a balance here. Yeah. So what do you got? Mine is... The Christian Slater, honestly, it's a classic. Okay. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Can you, can you, can, can you, can you remind me what that one's about? Basically, Christian Slater moves to a small Arizona town, runs a pirate radio station. Right. And everybody's up in arms because they're thinking he's telling kids to do drugs, and one kid eventually does kill himself. Oh, okay. But it's just basically back. it's the kids revolting against the adults in a certain way. Once again, you've, you've hit on one that, like I said, is more relevant today exactly. than it was. That's very good. Exactly yeah. with what we're yeah. doing right now. It's yeah. podcasting. It doesn't have to be a pirate radio station. <laughs> no. It could be podcasting. It could be freaking text messages. It could be anything. I mean, there's any media that can be just taken the wrong way, and I just think uh, that is a pretty good story yeah. to be told. And there's always corruption. There's corruption everywhere. Oh, my God. Honestly, they could pull up from Arizona and make the kid <laughs> living in... Washington corruption is in breakfast cereals, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I don't really know who would be the best star, but it honestly for this one, it'd have to be a no one. A nobody. Yeah, it'd oh, either okay. have to be a no one or someone so random. It's like, wow, they're really doing that. The first thing that popped in my head was Bo Burnham. <laughs> the stand-up comic Bone Burnham. Just off the top, huh? Yeah, because he has that subtlety to him, where he could sit in front of that microphone. Go off on a tangent about something and then get on a phone with a kid that's saying that he wants to die and be able to say, hey, you know what, dude? Life sucks. We're good. You know what? I really think he could pull that off. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not the same as Christian Slater's. Yeah. You really wouldn't want it to be, but it would honor the original as well as introduce it to so, a whole new... And you can bring Christian Slater back as... His dad, or even the principal, making the authority figure. A little cameo feel uh, yeah. would be sweet, you know, yeah. just a little homage. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's a shame, like with, uh, well, Footloose, I'm not expecting to see Kevin Bacon, but I know they're also, like, trying to remake 30 games and yeah. stuff like that. We're we'll definitely not seeing Patrick Swayze. No. Sorry. He, he's, he's a real joke now. Oh, I went there. Oh, I went there. <laughs> he went there. I went there. I'm burning in hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> But Pump of the Volume seems like it'd be really good, really poignant at this time. Yeah. And then I guess would be next would be yours. Okay, I got a good one here. Okay, this one's uh, more science fiction. Are you familiar with My Science Project? Movie that came out in 1988, and uh, it has um, uh, one of the supporting players is the guy who played Ben in Short Circuit. Yeah, you know who Ben is? Yeah, I remember You don't know the, the, the bad Indian guy? Yeah. You know, the white guy that's playing an Indian? Honestly, though, I don't really say this too much, and the listeners 
right now that know me will be kind of shocked when you say this. I've never heard of my playing properly. Oh my god! Yeah, you know what? This is a, uh, I have it down here, and like a lot of people don't even know about this movie. And I consider it an underrated gem. Now, the story is about a high school kid whose science teacher is really writing his ass about getting his grade up, so his teacher tells him that unless he wows him with his science project, he'll have to do summer school or some shit. <laughs> no, life is so hard for a high schooler. The turmoil. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows that nothing matters after high school, right? Yeah. <laughs> you realize nothing really matters after high school when you graduate high school. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is it, man. It's downhill! Totally! Anyway, now, the kid named Michael, he breaks into a military junkyard and steals an orb-like device that looks a lot like those uh, orbs you used to be able to get at the Spencers. You know, uh, used to, yeah, it, it looks exactly like one of those suckers, okay? You know, easy prop. Anyway, he decides to shine up the device and pass it off as his project. Now, the device, as it turns out, is the engine of an alien spacecraft that crash-landed on Earth, and the military being the military took it. Now, this device is able to bend space and time, uh, I guess allowing for, I don't know, more efficient space travel or some shit. You know, I, I, you know, I don't get the plot, but the thing is I enjoyed the movie, right? Now, as the movie progresses, the device becomes unstable and starts to merge different timelines together, causing our protagonists to battle dinosaurs, caveman, samurais, and even uh, mutants from the future. It kind of sounds like a yeah. B-movie, doesn't it? It, it? No, honestly, it sounds like something they shuffle off during the summer right now. I know! It does, but... Why hasn't it been remade? I know! That's This is what I'm saying, man! But this movie is stupendous and in a lot of ways ahead of its time. I mean, it's a great film. Now, it doesn't need a remake, but I think it would be cool. Oh, yeah. You know, you can either take it, uh, take the original concept and insert, you know, a couple of new elements, you know, a little more special effects or something like that, and keep it a high school student. But, you know, y y you can, you know, still keep the main story intact. Uh, but one thing I thought might might have been cool if they remade it is if they made it an elementary school kid. Oh, yeah. It would be kind of logical. Yeah. So I figured taking the concept, right, you know, if you make, them el make it an elementary school student, it'll make it a different enough movie to stand on its own without really uh, harshing the mellow of the original. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's that's where I stand on that one. That, that's a uh, good idea. But if you find it, give it a look. I'm going to be checking Netflix later. Yeah, and if, you, and if you find it, let me know because I'm trying to find my copy. It is lost in VHS limbo somewhere. No, I will definitely be looking it up on Netflix tonight. Okay, and if you can find it, please let me know because, God damn it, I would love to watch it again. Oh, yeah. I love it that much. Oh, I yeah. miss it. It's a good old friend. Oh, yeah. So if you, have, if you find it, I would really love to see it again because, like I said, it's like an old friend. Maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm going to be checking it out on Netflix tonight. That'd be sweet. And then another one, speaking of Netflix, I just got this in the mail the other day. Exactly. One that... It's another such a good classic movie that would be perfect right now. The Great Dictator, Charlie Chaplin. Oh my lord! And I got both discs. I got the full feature and I got the documentary on it, which would be a whole other episode of podcast. Oh, I understand. So I sum understand. up the documentary. That whole movie was made to just tell Hitler to go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> so watching the Great Dictator, that is just one of those movies you can always just watch and just be like, this is awesome. And it could be shot by shot remake. It could be mm -hmm. taken back to the time it was made, World War II, and everything, and it'd be perfect. You know, and especially after you know certain events that have happened, we really need something like that. Uh, so, something so lighthearted. And mm -hmm. every time I watch, every time I look at Charlie Chaplin, I'm sitting, sitting there thinking, if this is remade, I know the perfect person. Well, well, Mike Myers. Oh my lord, he. 
Yeah, dude, you you have got some good casting. The, in the there. face, the, his face in that is so. Yeah, just put like, the hat on it and yeah. you got it. Everybody's probably like, why not Robert Downey Jr.? He did his Chaplin. He did Chaplin. You know? He did an awesome job. Yeah, but he was out of his gore. Yeah, but you don't you don't want to revisit that territory. He's yeah. already been done there. And as an and speaking as an actor myself, actors love to challenge themselves. Yeah. And this would be a good challenge for I, my I, actors. I think it'd be a good challenge for anybody. I, yeah. I think so, but you know that would just be uh, it would be a real end all for Mike. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'd be a lot more than a love guru. Oh God. You know, the thing is, it's got to be really nice to be so rich that you can just make your own shit. movies. Yeah. You can make shit. Yeah. Dip in my pickle. Yeah. God, that was like the one of the only movies I sat there and finished watching and go, I'm not going to get out of time back, am I? No. No, you just kind of go, I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, uh, Mike, you're funny, but dude, that was a waste of time. But and it was such a good cast, too. It was like Anchorman. You yeah. can send your hate mail because I'm about to say something a lot of people dislike when I say, oh my, Anchorman sucked. <laughs> rum, rum, rum. Go with your mother. Yeah. It's such a good cast, Anchorman. And it's another podcast. The movies we did don't like. That'll be soon because oh, yeah. it, might be, it might be the series finale for us because there's probably going to be somewhere we're going to be. Exactly. You. And I'm, I, I hate to tell you this, I have a Will Ferrell rant. I'm sorry. Future your podcast. Yes. Ep- episode 12. Yes. Oh, shit yes. movies. <laughs> shit movies. Uh, mark that down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, go on with my other one here? Oh, yes. Okay, sure. Right. Okay, I got another one here. One of my favorite franchises, Critters. Wow, that movie. Do you remember Critters? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that definitely needs to be remade. Yes, it does. Because, I mean, okay, look, I love the Critters franchise. This franchise spawned four movies about carnivorous alien hairballs. These suckers were vicious and ate people. Not to mention, they were fast when they rolled after you, and they even shot out poison darts from their heads. These fuckers are awesome! Did they have toys? You know, they should have. I mean, wouldn't you want to get that for your kid? Oh, hell yeah, for myself. Fuck that. Snuggle your critter. <laughs> snuggle your critter. That's a That's snuggle your critter. I mean, <laughs> that's not a euphemism. No, it's not, yeah. <laughs> but what I also love about these creatures is that they were very intelligent. They speak their own language and are able to pilot spaceships. I mean, they weren't just driven by their desire to eat. Now, I love the series as it stands, and I wouldn't mind a sequel. But the last one came out in 1993. I don't see that happening. So the next best way to see my favorite man-eating fuzzballs is to start all over again. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't want them to... Do a frame-by-frame reshot <laughs> uh, of the original, but I would like them to take the concept and raise the stakes a little. Instead of having the critters, you know, land in a farm in Kansas, have them land in a heavily populated city. You know, you see. Listen up, Survivor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, have it more like an invasion kind of a thing. And one thing I do want brought back is the alien bounty hunters with oh, those yeah. big fucking, you know, retractable penis guns. Or whatever the heck they are. I think I blocked that one out. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, yeah. Well, I call it the penis gun because there's that... My favorite part in the movie is one of the bounty hunters. There's uh, a critter trying to escape from the toilet. So he puts it out, you know, he, he spreads his legs and the gun shoots out. It looks like he's got Mega Wang. So <laughs> I call it the retractable penis gun. <laughs> Mega Wang works. Yeah, so, yeah. It sounds like a boomerang. <laughs> boomerang! Mega Wang! Yeah, yeah. Have the alien alien bounty hunters, and now look, I would love to see a Michael Bayish bomb bash 
through a major city with the bounty hunters fighting the critters. Oh, hell yeah. That would just be awesome. Raise the stakes and don't just have it be eight fucking critters. No. Have a whole freaking nest of these guys and they're breeding real quick. You know, uh, that's what I would really like. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Cuddle your critter. Yeah. Snuggle yeah. your critter. Snuggle your critter. You're already yeah. botching the tagline. Sorry! Okay, I guess uh, this one will be my finale. Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. And mine is probably weirder than critters to be renamed. Well, let me, let me hear it, man. What is it? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No way! Yeah, and this is another one I've brainstormed for years. Really? Yeah. Uh, the you do casting and everything with this? Not really casting, just the plot and the subject would be the first builder's kid is ditching. Mm, so you would reboot it and it'd be like a 20-year-old sequel? Yeah. That's not bad. Have Matthew Broderick back. Have his sister roam around somewhere. Oh, my God. And basically, cool. it'll start out with his kid. I'm not going to go with the usual. I'm not going to make it a son. I'm going to make it his daughter. There you go. What's the script? Make it his daughter. There you go. She ditches school. He, her dad, Ferris, gets wind of it. He's been a, kind of a tightwad yeah. for years, so he starts chasing her down. Yeah. So get, maybe he starts remembering what it was like exactly. at that age. Bumps into Sweeney, the principal, again. It's two generations meeting. Yeah, he runs into a principal, same principal from the first movie. Jeffrey Jones. And he kicks into his brain, why am I chasing her? Ah! And then the rest of the movie, of course, is the family get together. Call it Fiona Bueller's yeah. Day Off or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that is absolutely brilliant, and I would back that up. Exactly. I mean, it's a generational tale. And you've got both of them in there. I Everybody loves ditching school. Of course. And you there you are, you're honoring the original and you're 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 branching out more. I think that's great, you know. I wouldn't call that an odd, um, an odd, an odd selection. I, I really did yours to tell you the truth. Okay, let's go to your finale. All right, my if, final, if we ran Hollywood before it imploded. Okay, this is why Hollywood had five minutes left, and they're like, "Here you go." Yeah, yeah. I think now I saved the best for last because I think this one really deserves it. Mortal Kombat. God. Yes. Now I love the first Mortal Kombat film. Such a good one. Yes. Hated the sequel. Shit. Yes. Now, I would like to see Mortal Kombat remade with a hard R rating. Meaning, I want to see some gruesome fatalities properly executed on the big screen. None of this backfire shit. And no. this one, you know what, this one? Yeah? Jumping. 3D. I will go 3D. I will go 3D for that. I want to see spines whipped out, hearts jammed down throats, and heads jammed up asses. Fuck yes. Yeah. Dude, I think I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want to see. I want to see that. You know, now, I would like to see it get a decent shot at being a kick-ass film. Oh, yeah. Like the Resident Evil franchise. I don't like them personally, but they are apparently doing well because, uh, you know, the way they keep, they keep, you know, pumping out sequels. And I, that's another episode on its own. Yes, sequels. that'll yes, that'll be another rant. We'll get, and then we'll get on the uh, we'll get on my thoughts on the Resident Evil franchise another time. But more on Mortal Kombat, I would love to see it on par with Resident Evil because I see Resident Evil getting all this respect, all this love, and Mortal Kombat is just really dear to me as a beat 'em up thing. I would oh, yeah. just love to see some beautiful fighting choreography, and like I said. Uh, I want to see some heads pop like cherries. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to reiterate, buddy, because I've got some. 
Uh, honestly, head popping off like cherries is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha! Finish him! Finish him! Yes, and I don't know what the cast would be, but I'd still want the magic and the fantasy to be there. That's what it is, number one, but I would love to see it get some hardcore respect. Basically, there will be blood. Yes, exactly. I mean, I, I just got through playing the remake myself, and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I got to thinking, I just really want to see this on screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heads flying at you, 3D. I would go 3D for that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I will risk the nosebleed. I like it that much. There you go. Yes. I'll actually be going to see uh, <clears throat> one of my, uh, a remake of one of my favorite movies, Fright Night, uh, tomorrow. That, that actually looks pretty good. Colin Farrell's a yeah. pretty good actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, without the nosebleed for this one. You know, I'll just go see the normal 2D version. Yeah, this one, 2D seems the right way to roll with this yeah, one. Yeah, and when I see it, you know, uh, I'll bring it up maybe in the next couple episodes, and I'll talk about uh, where I stand on how good a remake this one Definitely, was. definitely. So, uh, I guess on that note. Yeah, yeah, in closing. Um, we made it through episode two, yes. which we talked a lot. Yes, we did, and uh, if you're still with us, thank you so much. Uh, again, I think this will be the final episode where we'll be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it down to uh, opening thank you and maybe closing thank you. Yeah, exactly. Right and now I'm, you know, I'm just really grateful because I'm not used to this. So yeah. here we go. So uh, to give you this again, uh huh. any love, any hate, any apathy, hit us up at nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com and on our Twitter at nowhere underscore podcast. And as we ended the last one, and we'll end this one, and probably the ones after this, because we're going to beat this dead horse. Yes. Dead. Time for the stupid game of the week. Here we go. This time, worst things to say to your boss. What do I have to do to get to where you're at? Repeat in the coffee. Let me drag my sack across your face. What's the canine age of consent in the state? Who's the whore in the picture? God, you've got the ugliest fucking family I've ever seen. Consider this, um, consider this my uh, two weeks notice. You know, before I asked who pissed in the coffee, it was me. Are you a good kisser? Hey, you want to bump Jess? Who's the douche that drives the Prius? My doctor says this might be infected. What do you think? Just to let everybody know, gentle warts is contagious. It is casual Friday today, right? I was shaving my balls this morning, and I think I nicked it. You want to take a look? <laughs> I think you got me. And close it out, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that, in closing, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, please uh, tune in for the next episode. Thanks for listening to a re-release. You're really awesome. Now go outside and play. Yeah. You listened to the same episode twice for the long-time listeners. You know, you could have saved yourself a whole lot of problems if you just uh, would subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can search us. Unfortunately, it's going to be all one word, nowhere California, because when I initially sent this up for iTunes, I put it all as one word. You bastard. Yeah. But hey, you can find us on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Shockingly enough. You can yes. tell how the standards are on iTunes. Yep. Rate us, please. Rate us. Give us your reviews. 
We got two reviews from people, so hopefully we get more. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, hit us up on our uh, email at nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com or our Facebook at facebook.com slash nowhere California or, you know, or Twitter uh, at nowhere underscore podcast. Thank you for listening to the reissues. People's al- people have always told us we had issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, it's still nice to share them with you. Thank you. <laughs>